So hey, it's Grace. You're listening to our Chinese English journey. I'm the host for today's episode. Most parents who want to teach their kids Chinese will need some kind of curriculum to follow. SageBook is one of the most talked about book sets among parents who live outside Asia. The books cover the most commonly used Chinese characters by introducing one character at a time in short chapters. Each chapter consists of simple illustrations and captions that put the featured Chinese character into context. Each line of the Chinese appears with the characters and the pinyin and the English translation. Then each chapter slowly builds upon the vocabulary from the previous chapter, totaling 500 characters. So we have Jean from Australia with us today. She has a blog called Mandarin Homeschool, where she provides lots of useful Chinese learning resources and has reviews of different curriculum like SageBook and many others. Hi, Jean. Thank you so much for coming to our shows today. Oh, thank you, Grace. I'm very happy to be here today. Perfect.、Um, so, as we start today's episode, I was just wondering if you can tell us, our listener, about yourself, your kids' age, and what kind of bilingual education that you currently implement at home. Yes.、Yeah, so.、Um... My background:、um, I grew up in Singapore, so I really、um, grew up in a multilingual country. My first language is actually Hakka, which is a Chinese dialect, because that was what my grandparents spoke.、Um, and then when I started schooling, then I learned English and Mandarin, because in Singapore、um, you have to have a second language. Um, and so my my proficiency in 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 Chinese would be、um, probably native level, and then I moved to Hong Kong and I picked up Cantonese and then I learned Japanese. So for me, language is not so much、um, something I actively learn, but really just have interest and I embrace it. And I think、um, knowing a new language really open up your world. So when I have my, when I had my kids, so I have three children.、Uh, eldest is eight years old.、Um, the middle one is five. Oh, sorry, six. And then the youngest is five.、Um, at that point, I was actually living in the U.S.、Um, yeah, <laughs> so I was in I was in Connecticut, and it was very.、Um, Well, very American, very Western sort of、um, suburb, and being there as an Asian and you know having three children, I think it really made me think how I how I want to give my children the gift of language. So it was right around the time where、um, my youngest was born. That was when I really actively started teaching them Mandarin at home. My background, so my my Work qualifications、um, is in psychology and in special education. So I have worked with children with autism, ADHD, Down syndrome,、um, and and funnily enough, when I was working in Hong Kong, I was teaching Cantonese to these children. So for me,、um, it wasn't it wasn't a big leap. It's really okay. I just need to put a bit more effort, find the resources, do some resources, and、um, one of the one of the resources that、um, actually my family found for me in Singapore is the Sage Books. Um, 
yeah, so it was one of the first curriculum that I researched as a reading tool. And um, we started off with, I think, the first few series. Because in Singapore, what you can do is you can buy single books. So I thought, okay, I'll just buy and try it out. Because as a set, they're really expensive. So we got, I think, the blue and the green level, which is the beginning level. And it worked well. And I like, as you say, like the simplicity of the chapters, the progressive nature of, of it. So then in the end, I just, you know, collected all the books in, in, um, in individually in the bookstores in Singapore. Right, right, right. So were you living in Singapore at the time with the kids? Oh, no. So um, because my family is still in Singapore and it was um, far easier for them to buy it and bring it to me when they fly over, you know, so I don't have to pay shipping costs, which is a lot. It is a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell, Tell us a little bit more detail. When you first started it, how did you do it? Did you go one character at a time or like what time of day do you do it? Do you do multiple lessons? How do you do it with your, is it with your oldest at the time? Yeah, yeah. So I started, I really started um, reading books, like Chinese books to them when he was about five. And um, I, I kind of felt like I left it too late. And I want to share like with the listeners here that if you ever hesitate, like just don't hesitate, just do it. Because um, because I was living in America at that time and I felt, oh, I'm the only person. I felt really alone in my journey and perhaps also a little bit embarrassed when you're out and you're speaking a different language and not knowing how people will react. So I held it off a really long time until um, I think it was 2018 and we were going to move out of the States and was going to spend a few months in Singapore so I thought okay you know this is the time like if I'm gonna spend a few months in Singapore I need to make sure that they know how to speak Chinese and you know be able to speak to my parents as well um so so that was when um I really started doing daily reading with my son um and how I use the sage books it's meant to be used progressively so you know the first level second level third level and so on and so forth so what I did with my two children really is to read as much as they want. If they want to read the whole book, mm-hmm. I read it to them. That's no problem. Like my daughters love the books and they would request to read it during bedtime. Um, my son, not so much. For him, he he would read and listen, but because the it's more a reading, um, reading for reading book and not reading for interest book Mm -hmm. so he wasn't so drawn to it um so his progress was a little bit slower at the beginning um and how i use the book as well is not really moving too fast so if i was using say the beginning um which is the i think the blue book Mm-hmm. So we sort of read that, look at the characters, work on listening, speaking, writing it. Um, and once they really mastered the characters in those books, then I move mm-hmm. on to the next one. Um, mm-hmm. And I will also try and find other readers around the same level so that they're repeating the same characters that they're learning. What well, what was the the one you used? Um, I know you mentioned on your blog. I was wondering if you can share with us. 
Yeah, sure. So I okay. So in my house, we actually read a lot of books, like the.、Uh, Because、um, <laughs> that's one thing that I like to do, and I feel make a big difference is reading. So apart from sage books, we also use the、um, Ondonata, which is Hong Ting Ting.、Um, it's a Malaysian publisher, and they have a, a few series. One is called、um, Yu Er Xue Ju Xing, means、um, learn simple sentence structure. So that that was one of the first pre readers we had. And then they have another set of readers,、uh, which is just the first one thousand two hundred words. So it, it's similar concept to Sage,、um, and it goes. I think first level is a hundred words, and then second level is two hundred to three hundred, and then it, it jumps. So、um, very similar、um, to Sage books, the concept of how the words are being taught.、Um, and also,、um, there's another publisher called Sino Lingua that's based in China. And they have English and Chinese bilingual readers,、uh, which is called My First Chinese Readers. And they, these all three were great because they,、um, they progress really slowly and make sure that your child understands the characters before you move on. And there's a lot of repetition in the sentences. And、um, so those those are the ones that we've read a lot. We liked. Um, and since then, because now you know my children are quite proficient in their reading level, we have used Chinese reading apps、um, to read for interest. So now we, we've progressed to the point where oh, I don't have to read to teach them how to read Chinese characters; they can read it themselves. So it's really choosing books in their interest area. So my daughters they like princess books, so I'll get Disney princess readers. My son loves、um, animals, so、um, I get encyclopedia type like National Geographic kids in Chinese for him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we've, we've sort of moved on、um, from sage books at very beginning level. This is you know for three four years since we started it. So this is the point we're at now.、Um, Other things that we've used are also、um, e-books. So if you go on my blog, um, um, I I use a lot of e-books because shipping is really expensive for physical copies of Chinese books. Um, I do one big Taobao shipment、mm-hmm. once a year, and that、mm-hmm. sets me back like three four hundred dollars, and half of it is shipping. So,、right. um, and because I have three kids, it just makes sense for me to have. Books ready on the iPad, in whatever area or topic of interest that they like.、Um, so some of the ones that we've used is Ella Book,、um, there's、um, Kada Book,、um, there's iHuman.、Um, iHuman also does this really good、um, Chinese learning app that、um, I highly recommend everybody who wants to. If you want to get one app, I think that would be that one app that you should use. Tell me more about the app. Is it learning characters, or is it something you can actually yeah, have so, stories to read? Yeah, so iHuman、um, in Chinese is called Hong En Shizi,、um, and I really like the program because you can buy what they call a Yongjiu, you know, lifetime package,、nice. and you have the app.、Um, you have. You have、um, stories in there. You have videos where they teach you Chinese radicals, idioms, and、um, that's 
like for me, for three kids, it's a very worthwhile investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how is how is um, how how your child learns from that app is you go from characters to characters. So very similar. So let's say the first character is E. So your child will learn the the the, the Chinese character E, and then you have they have to write it, and then they have to put it in a sentence structure. And once they learn 10 words, then they're given a reader to read with the same characters that they've learned. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's nice because it's it's not overloading um, as an app where there are, you know, lots of graphics. It's quite simple, basic. And if mm-hmm. they do well, you get a little star or they say, mm-hmm. oh, you, you have an achievement. <laughs> so, right, right. And the kids really love those fun. things. Yeah, and... I think of all the um, electronic time I can give my children, I prefer it to be educational. So that's that's the one that we've we found and we really like. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I want to try it now. I heard yeah. people talk about it so much in the Rising Bilingual group, but I never really get to use it more. Um, yeah, yeah, you should try it. And most of the apps, like they give you uh, a trial of, say, trial. the first thing. Yeah, a similar one is uh, Wukong Shizi. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, yeah. That and, and, and that one could be more suitable if you want to be able to test your child's um, pronunciation because it lets you record. Oh, yes, yeah, so there's lots, yeah, lots of apps. There's another one um, that we've used last year called Galaxy Kids Chinese, and that's mm-hmm. I, I, that one's great for toddlers because it's it's very teddy tubby likes characters um and again it's very simple it's geared towards more um conversational chinese so less reading but really mm-hmm. conversational chinese so it, there's a lot of um audio recording for each um phrases or greetings yeah that would be awesome for the younger kids who just want to or for parents just want to learn conversational chinese yeah yeah and I think it's, it's, we're very lucky that this time and age, we have resources abundantly available wherever we are. That's right. It's like you don't have to really have to just rely on books and then have to come from the Asia and then you just can do use those online yeah. and then anytime. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of want to go back to the Sage book because I know people... Um, for me personally, I, I read a lot of blogs that they talk about how, how they go through it. But I'm just more curious about if you can tell us, like, like for example, how long did it take for your son or daughter to go through the whole blue sets? Um, this, the reason I ask is because I think I don't want to give our listener a lot of pressure, but, you know, to give people a sense of like, you know, how long would it take? For people to finish the books, I know every family is a little bit different, but just to give the idea, and then like to um, you mentioned like you have to read it to your son, and then you mentioned two other curriculums you use. Do you use it co um, coexist the same time you do Sage book and then all the other two book sets the same time? Okay, so um, for my 
son, he actually took a bit longer than my daughter, even though he was the um, oldest, simply because he wasn't that interested. So I didn't want to push it. Um, so we would only do, say, because um, each book, there's 20 chapters. Okay, so there's five books um, in one set. So there's 100 characters in that. So for him, we would do, say, five to 10 just reading it. So me reading it to him. Um, and so he took way longer, whereas my daughters, they really liked it. So I would read one book, which is 20 words, 20 chapters uh, every day. And we just read, read through it. Um, and how I sort of set up my reading is um, I follow this very simple principle, right? Ting shuo du xie. So you need to hear it first, right? So I don't get them to um, read it to me yet. So I really read, read to them for them to understand. And then I take a little break, go back uh -huh. to the book, and then I get them to read it to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So, so the way I see it, because I in education, right? So the way I see it is that you don't jump straight into reading. You, right. you should them first so that they recognize the characters uh, receptively. They make that connection and mm -hmm. they know what it means and they've heard it and not just, hey, repeat this word. Right. You know, it wouldn't right. make sense to them because then they're just parroting. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah. That's probably so that my struggle right now because I just like just read it and they just like stuck in some characters that they just can't remember, and then yeah. they got frustrated. I got fresh frustrated. Yeah, but. and I feel like um like Sage Book is great um to teach reading um fluency because there's a lot of repetition of the same sentences. So one sentence, say in the first blue book, would could be repeated later on you know, in the other books um, in the set, which is nice because children need to learn with repetition, um, but right. you don't want to do it such that it feel like you're drilling them. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's almost like revisiting that information. So, uh, for example, if they were teaching the word shan, which is mountain, so then they put it with, um, um, in the next chapter, it will be gao shan, which is like the, the tall mountain. And then, mm -hmm. then it will be, oh, somebody's on the mountain. Yoren zai gao shan. So then mm -hmm. there's a nice flow um, to how the book's been written. So I find mm -hmm. this very, very um, easy for children to understand because it really builds up on what they know. Now, when you progress to the harder books, which is like the red books, the pink books, then um, it becomes more challenging, and I would say you won't you won't go through that whole set quickly because you do need time to look at the characters, understand the characters, and even though it's a set for reading proficiency, I, I feel that you need to take time to look at the characters and you know. Um, talk about the radicals, talk about what it means. And the sage books are also nice because each character has the um, stroke order. So if you want to work on writing, it's there, it's in a really nice big um, like uh, writing grid. 
Mm -hmm. So that was also really helpful. Um, and, and one of the things I really like about the Sage books is how it, it sort of have everything that you need in the whole set. Um, yeah, so that was how um, we used the book. And I would read um, readers on the same level at the same time, because I feel that that similar words and they can generalize what they've learned from one set of readers to the next one. Right, right, right. And then, I mean, I have two kids, but but then you have three. How do you juggle between those three who had different level of Chinese? You know, you know, some yeah. probably have more characters, and then some has like very limited vocabulary. So, just curious how you how you did it um, using the stage book, I guess. Yeah. So with the reading proficiency, um. I would sit with them individually every night. So we have a bedtime routine anyway. We've always had that bedtime routine since we were young. But when I started men like Mandarin, um, homeschooling them in Mandarin, then I, I sort of made that very conscious effort to say, I don't read English books to you anymore. My husband does because he speaks English. Daddy only speaks English. So mommy only reads Chinese. So of course, there were a lot of pushback. Like, no, but I really want this English. But I was like, well, okay, then you ask daddy to read it. Um, so so they accepted it after a while. And um, every night, you know, we would read Chinese books. So how I set it up is um, I now... I, they will read a Chinese reader to me every night and then, then I'll read them Chinese books. So then I'm reading six books. It's a really long process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel that that daily practice is very important. Mm. And it's not long. It's not like a big chapter book. It's really right. you know, five, ten minutes of reading for me to them and you know it adds up maybe 30 40 minutes um but i feel mm -hmm. it's it's great because while i'm reading to one the others are listening so they they're learning from listening to the other um children's story right yeah so that's a lot that's a lot of that um exposure i know that that's amazing how you did it it's like you have to like because read it also like together and also separately just because you know one of yeah. them probably already in the pink book or red book and the other one's probably still in the green book yeah so that's why you know if they're on the same level it'd be easier to group that reading practice together but because they are at different levels so it i i feel like you have to cater to your child's needs um and not force him or her to go beyond um, what what they know. Um, if I'm teaching, say I'm teaching like characters, then it's easier because they they all can learn from it, and I can differentiate the learning for them. And it's maybe maybe slightly easier for me because my background is in education, so I can see. Oh, if I'm teaching a character, my youngest two could be working on tracing. They could just be doing doing that, whereas my son could be copying the writing. He could be working on sentence structure. So it's it's the same character we're talking about, but just learn differently um, for that lesson together. So then then that's when we can do do that learning together. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like how you can break it down the same lesson, but then different ways to teach your kids. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I. 
I think that's part of my training as a special <laughs> special education teacher, <laughs> being able to sort of see where they need to learn and how to learn it. And um, at the end of the day, I feel that even if they make mistakes, they don't know the word, uh, always be encouraging. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of um, Chinese um, thinking, like the old fashioned thinking, is put right? Like you have to discipline, right. you have to punish, you don't do it well, I'll make you write it another 20 times. So I I don't I'm not a believer of that at all. I think that would just make the child go off Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you will, you know, like I think any of the parents listening to this, like you will at some point get pushed back. They will say, I don't want to do it. Just the other day my son said, I hate Chinese. Oh <laughs> yeah, he was so angry because I made him write some Chinese sentences. Right. And of course I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like, did I push him too hard? Did I make him but it was it was really it was on his level. So for me, I knew that he didn't want to do it because he could, he thinks it's not beneficial for him or it's boring. So I try to reason with him and tell him why um, he should be learning. Um, and he was fine after that. He was, and, I, and I spoke to him. I say, oh, you know, when you say I hate Chinese, I was really sad. And he smiled. He was like, yeah, I don't really hate Chinese. I just don't want to do, I just don't want to do the writing. Right. Oh, whereas my my other two, uh, my daughters, they 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 enjoy they enjoy the writing. They enjoy um the reading. They they love reading Chinese books. Like they will voluntarily just pick up Chinese books to read. Whereas my son, I I I feel um could be because I started a bit later with him, so his first language um is English, and he he knows that he feels that. Um, so the way I have to teach him is also slightly different. So I do a lot more translation. So if I'm reading a Chinese sentence for him, a lot of the time I'm explaining what it means in English. Ah, this yeah. is great. This can help him to understand because yeah. my other host, um, she talked about it at the first episode that her son is able to read the characters and remember it, but he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. So well, the yeah. comprehension is not there. So it's like he has no idea what he's reading. Yeah, so this is where I think could be a potential pitfall where you're focused on developing reading skills, but not reading comprehension. Right. Yeah. That's why I feel yeah. as a first step, if you have any books, like any Chinese books at home, just read them, explain it, explain the word, what it means, point it out. You know, like The Very Hungry Caterpillar, those are great books because it's simple, it's nice, it's repetitive. Uh, like Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? Um, like the Chinese versions, all of Eric Cowell's books are, are really good for that simple repetition. Um, and when what you want to do is to give them that joy of reading and not just use the readers to teach reading. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. what it says. It does, but I'm, if you can tell me more, like you translate to your son to, so that he can understand what the book is about. 
what what will be the I guess the turning point for him to able to start reading? Is it because when he has enough, when he recognizes enough characters, so he can actually read it because he already know what the book is about? Yeah. So um, the other thing I also do after I translate for him and read it. Like I sort of stay on that page for a while to make sure he understands. Then I will ask him again. I will say that, um, say for for example, if he doesn't know um, the word crocodile, like just for example, mm-hmm. like know the word crocodile, right. so I'll point out and say, oh, yu. now this, is, this means crocodile. And then I might read something else on that page and then come back to it. It's like, oh, do you remember what crocodile is in Chinese? So that I sort of flip that question back but he has to respond in Chinese. Right. And and then we'll point it out and then we can you know, look at the characters and say, no, because you fish and just doing a bit more sort of wordplay, character talk and recognition. You really know how to do this because <laughs> oh god. Yeah, because yeah, usually, like me, just, you know, have no education background, just get frustrated because it's like, we don't know, like, how to explain and then how much more we can explain. We just wish, like, they just can learn a character and they're able to read it. But it doesn't seem like there's something something else, you know, has to be explained. Yeah, and I, I, and I sort of see reading in two categories. One is reading to learn how to read and then there's reading for interest mm-hmm. and I would say as much as possible you start off with books that you read for pleasure read for interest because mm-hmm. then you, you hook them in and they will enjoy reading right. um, and then when you go to um, when you try to teach your children how to read Chinese then start reading to them first don't assume oh because i'm teaching them reading they have to read to me yeah so you read to them first let them understand hear the sound um they're familiarized um with that um pronunciation because you know chinese tones are also quite different if you are yes. english speaker you don't always mm-hmm. get it the first time mm-hmm. um, and and just having that repetition giving them that choice um you know, if you need to jump around books, that's okay, but don't make. I feel like you, yeah, can't make them feel that they're boxed in into doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that my daughters did when they were reading the sage books was because um, it was five books in a set, right? And she loves um, sheep, and um, they had they had a couple of books where the cover was the the goat, right? San Yang. Mm-hmm. She always picked that book. She always picked that book to read because she wanted to read about the young. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, so I just, you know, like I wasn't going to say, oh, but you have to read the first one first and then the second one and the third one. I just sort of like, right. flow. okay, fine. If you want to read that, you can read that. It wasn't at her level. Um, right. It was more at the first two books, but she wanted to read, I think it was like the fourth book. But, you know, I read it with her and then she read some of it. You know, she would repeat it. But because she was driving it i just went with what she wanted instead of insisting we do it the way it's been prescribed yeah 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 wow totally that's just, that's amazing just follow the kit and then 
you know yeah. they feels like they're in charge they this is what they want to do instead of like parents want them to do yeah yeah and i i don't know if you feel this way as well but i i sometimes because i really want them to hold on to the chinese language the chinese heritage so i'm the driving force um to do things in the house like oh nice chinese new year we got to go and find a place eat dim sum lion dance blah 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 um but also letting them understand that um they can be the driving force behind this you know um and they love it like my children now they love they love dim sum they they <laughs> <laughs> they're very proud to say oh i can speak chinese i they yeah. will go to school when it's um say the international day or chinese heritage day or whatever you know they'll bring things in and share with their classmates oh i'm chinese and this is what we say um this is how we do it yeah and you know i feel like learning a language um is also just it's, it's so much more than just a language you know we talk about the culture we talk about the customs um, we talk about the history and that that's all part of um, having a love for learning a language and what it comes with definitely yeah i totally agree with that i feel like the culture aspect is something we cannot avoid because that make the whole journey more interesting and more relevant oh yeah yeah and 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 one of my buy-ins from my son is really because he wants to um go to china so i say to him why why you have to speak chinese then interesting (laughs) wow he likes his local things so i've read i've read um like english and chinese books about the great war of china we read about you know the emperor the empress uh, genghis khan all these books um there's some really really nice um picture books bilingual picture books that uh i can't remember the name uh, but it's on my blog um li jian oh yeah okay so the author and illustrator is called li jian so it's he 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 has a series of books like on the twelfth zodiac and it's all the um, animal stories, and he also has historical books about um, Chen Jishan, you know Genghis Khan, and just reading those with my son, he was really interested right. to find out more, and that was sort of the buy-in for him. <laughs> right, right. That he even wanted to go to China. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He really has motivation. Yes, yes, and and we went back to Singapore last year, and they loved it. Like, um, I make him order food in Chinese because right. he, he loves um tasao bao. So I say, okay, yeah. then you have to order it. You have to say this is what you say. So I help him at the beginning. Right, um, right. he was fine. <laughs> you know, he really enjoys that, and all the because he's he's he looks very mixed. Um, ah. so of course all the Chinese uh, Singaporean Chinese um shop owners were like, oh, so cute. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know when he speak people will be like wow and then yeah, he yeah. must feel very confident you know after yeah, knowing we get this like, reaction a lot as well in australia because um that my three children are, are, are mixed right so you can you wouldn't think that they can speak mandarin but then when they start Everybody goes like, oh, Zhongwen said it's so good. Who taught you? Oh, 
Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I'm so glad to hear about your family and your family story because this is just inspiring for, I think, a lot of parents, including myself out there. Um, Any last tips or recommendation that you want to provide to parents who just start their journey to teach their kids Chinese characters? Um, One question I didn't cover, but I wonder if you want to kind of touch upon it's like is there anything that you don't feel like sage book will meant for you know is it not for some type of parents you know with a certain yeah. background that will not work for them yeah sure so like i say i really i think there's a lot of um great things about the sage book it's really thoughtful um it's well well thought out how the curriculum um, progresses there's a lot of repetition there's um pin in which is helpful for um parents and children who are not native speakers i don't like the illustrations that much because i just find it a bit weird and a bit wacky um and because it's not stories so some of the some of the I mean, it just it can come across as quite boring, um, which is also why I felt like my son didn't take to it because it's not a fiction story, it's not a non-fiction story. It just goes on and on about that same characters, um, so it's not for everyone. And I think one of the big, big um, <laughs> um, cons is is very expensive. Um, right. We used to be able to, yeah, I used to be able to buy it individually um, in the bookshops in Singapore, but I think the it all off now and you can only buy the whole set from um i think there's some bookshops in the u.s that stocks it um and also sage books hong kong and they ship from hong kong but you know the last i checked if you buy the books you know be about 300 us dollars and maybe another 100 for shipping so if you only have one child and you're paying 400 dollars for a set of books it is a big investment um and you have to you know, think it through carefully. Um, and I would, again, I think go back to my previous points that if you're starting out, um, get books that they're interested in, get nice um, repetition books, you know, Eric Carle books are great for that. Um, just look at the, the, the type of books that will attract them instead of reading for reading. Um, and start from there. And and once you sort of branch out um, and they're interested, then that's when you can really think about oh, actively teaching reading. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming to the show today. Um, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of um, parents will be feeling this episode is really helpful because since Sagebook is such a like, well-known um, curriculum that everybody uses. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Grace. I had a really nice time talking to you. Me too, definitely. Um, Yeah, and then I will have your blog and then the link to your review for Sagebook on the um, podcast notes so everybody can to to read it some more. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Thank you. (laughs) 